Hello and welcome back to episode four of the Casual Footy Fans podcast with me, the Casual Stoke City fan. And in this, the lull of the international break, we decided to do something a little bit different again. So Casual City fan, what is it that we're doing this week? Well, today we'll be giving our England preferred starting eleven for the upcoming Euros. Presuming that everyone's fit and we're the managers. So, welcome back. Let's get straight into it. They say the defence is, well, it's the base of the team, the root of the team. So, in this first little section, we're going to talk about the defence, the goalkeeper and the back four, because we are both going for a back four. Uh, I think I'm going to go for a 4-3-3 formation. And you, City fan? Uh, I'm either, I'm still condoning between the 4-3-3 and the 4-4-2. Switch it up in the middle. Switch it up in the middle. But that's not so important since we're both going for a back four. Goalkeeper, you've got to have one of those. Who's your pick for England's number number one spot? Well, there are three obvious choices, but I feel like there's only two candidates for this role, Pickford and Pope, and I've gone to Nick Pope from Burnley. I feel like he's better than Pickford on current form. He's less injury-prone. Pickford, he's been injured for a bit now. He has more clean sheets, playing for a worse team, more also more saves. I feel like he should be the pick. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. And obviously, Dean Henderson, I presume, is the third person you were mentioning that wasn't really an option. Yeah. Uh, but he's worth mentioning that he has he's come into Manchester United recently with the Hayes, uh, been having a son or a daughter, a child. Um, and he's been brilliant, but I don't think that he's played enough to really be considered for this role. But I agree with you. Um, with Pope, I think that this is... It's, you know, Pickford, he's had that position for quite a while now. But this season, Pope, as you say, he's made more saves. Um, he's also made more saves per game because they have played a slightly different amount of games, I think. And he also has a higher save percentage. And I think that the stats just favour Nick Pope. You know, he's a he's a taller, taller, that sort of matters in goalkeeper. He yeah. grabs the ball. I noticed I was looking at the stats um, just in preparation. I noticed that Pickford punches away a lot more, whereas Pickford, um, Pope, sorry, Two similar names or similar starting letters. Um, Pope tends to just catch the ball. It's caught more balls. Um, and I think Pickford, yeah, he's not had his best season this year. And Pope has had a brilliant season. Pope also has less error leading to goals. Pickford is quite known for some silly mistakes, some bad kicks or some terrible saves. He, he's quite inconsistent for Everton, so... That's why I think Pope is the better option. Yeah, I agree. I think that the stats favour Pope. And he's also, you know, this season, you haven't been talking about him making mistakes. You've talked about him being really solid. So for us, it's a pretty simple one. And if you do have uh, any thoughts on this position or any of the other positions, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, check us out. We're on Instagram at the casual footy fans podcast underscore. Um, And, you know, Pick has been a great goalkeeper and I've been a big fan of his. But I, yeah, we're both in agreement with Pope on this one. And then moving on to the back four, we're going to go left to right. And I think that for three of these positions, we're in agreement. Left back, who's your pick, City fan? Well, I feel like there's only one pick on current form, current player, and that is Luke Shaw. He's been brilliantly united this season, brilliant attackingly, brilliant defensively, and he's just a very well 
rounded left back and he's been playing very well recently. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think he's he's getting assists and he's also created a lot of chances as well, which nowadays, 21st century, is what you want from a left back. And he's he's tackling well, he's had a brilliant season. I was looking at the stats though, and I'm not sure if you noticed this as well, but actually Ben Chilwell uh, for Chelsea, he's quite a big signing in the summer and he's sort of been labelled, not as a flop, but people have said that he hasn't performed to the level you'd expected. But actually, his stats were pretty good. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't look at Ben Chilwell. I don't think he's very consistent. No. I think he's kind of lost his place in the team for a bit. To Alonso, I think now he's back in the starting eleven. He's also had a couple of injury problems, uh, Ben Chilwell. And Shaw was brilliant against Albania yesterday, I think. For England, he played really well. So I think he is the better option. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then moving on to the centre-backs, there's only really... Well, it's a fairly obvious choice. Would you agree with yes. Stones and Maguire? Especially for one of them, yeah. yeah. I feel like Stones' this season just is insane. 13 clean sheets. He's come out of nowhere. He was solid for England in the World Cup as well. And I feel like he'll be solid for the next Euros. He'll be solid for City. And I feel like he is an obvious easy choice. Yeah, I, I agree. And hopefully, because he hasn't always had the form that he has had this year, and hopefully he can keep that up to the Euros. And Maguire, um, Maguire, it's fair to say he has it pretty tough. Uh, he was a big signing, a big money signing. I don't think anyone says that that was sort of a fair price. I think most people are in agreement that Man United overpaid for Maguire. But yeah. to be honest, he's pretty solid. He is good, and he was also, I'll mention this, he was very good for England the last time in the World Cup. He was quite a solid defender. And there were also, both these defenders are threat corners. Stones has scored four goals this season. I think two, three of them were from corners. And they're very good. They'll be good, solid centre-backs to defend and also to have a threat from set-pieces. Yeah, and, you know, you can't really see them make any absolute howlers. So... Hopefully, hopefully they they get in and they keep up their form. I looked at Joe Gomez, but honestly, he just hasn't played enough games this season, unfortunately, due to injury. And I think the other option is you look at Michael Keane, who's been quite good for Everton, but has still conceded quite a lot of goals and hasn't been very solid defender and obviously has no experience playing. I don't think, is he capped? I'm not sure if he's capped, but I don't think he has much experience playing for England. Yeah, Stones and Maguire are the big, the big centre-backs. And then... Uh, right back, I believe that we have a disagreement. Casual City fan, not to call you biased, but who is your pick? <laughs> well, it is Carl Walker, which is obviously a City player, which is a bit biased. But I have, I have got good reasons. He obviously, he played for England in the in the World Cup, and he was quite good. And I feel like what Walker is good at is he's a utility player for Gareth Southgate or for us. He can also play centre back for when England moved to a back three, which he played quite a lot in the World Cup. He played more as a centre-back, where England played a five of the back. And I feel like that is a very good thing to have as a player, is a player which can play multiple positions to adjust, say, if you're losing or if you're winning, you need to defend, you need to attack. He can change up and he can be, he can move into a slot in centre-back or play as a right-back. It's true. He, he is a, um, he's a versatile player. But for me, my choice is Trent. And... Um, he's not had a great season. That's that's true. He's not been 
maybe up to his level that he's been in recent seasons. And Gareth Southgate said that in the press, which I thought was incredibly unfair. Because, to be honest, although he's had a bit of a down season, the Liverpool fans seem to be saying that actually in the past weeks, when Liverpool have really been on a bad run, he's been one of the, uh, pardon me, <coughs> excuse me, outstanding players. Um, I think I might disagree with you there because I saw a stat the other day and it was this season the top three most given balls given away in a game all belonged to Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is... And I feel like he isn't good enough defensively as England aren't as much as like a... They don't play as like a free-flowing attack. They don't play much as like... They're more of a solid Brexit ball kind of team. They're not as they're not your Spain tiki taka. You're not they're not your your Man City, your Liverpool. They play more as a standard standard style of football, and I feel like a def- more defensive right back or fullback is quite important. That that is that's make you make a good point. But let me put this to you: that Trent this season in the Premier League has more interceptions, tackles, tackles one and clearances than um, than Kyle Walker. And it's true what you say, that there have been instances where, instances, pardon me, where he's given the ball quite, a, given the ball away quite a lot. But that's just three bad games um, from those stats that you've given there. But he also, he creates so many chances, which this isn't an England team that lacks creativity. No one's saying that. But he will create chances and he has more tackles than Kyle Walker. And... I haven't had the chance to see either of them play loads this season. But for me, despite him having a sort of a blip this season, quite a prolonged blip, he's an incredible player. And I don't think anyone's in disagreement with me about that. That is, that's a fair point. Another thing, however, about Trent is he has not, doesn't have that much experience, which I feel like is very important for a national team because sometimes your form in the league doesn't doesn't go to your form in the in your England team or your national team. And I feel like having experience on this side, Walker will be a safer option and a better option, in my opinion. Are you referring to national experience? Because Trent yeah, yeah, has yeah. an enormous national amount experience. of club experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, playing for England. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that he may Cal Walker may have more caps, but you know, no one's saying that Trent isn't an experienced player. He's a young player, but my goodness, he's played a lot of games for that age. Um, so I don't think this is a, a case of us winning each other over. For me, sort of the stats just point towards Trent and you're sort of going more on uh, the fact he's a City player. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on him being a solid and dependable You'd love to have Ryan Shawcross on that team, wouldn't you? Uh, not this team. Maybe a team, a team <laughs> of the past. Team of the past. But... That's our that's our back back four defenses and goals. Only one disagreement between us. I think it's going to get a little bit more interesting in the midfield. So stick around. Right then, the midfield, and I think that this is probably the most debated part of the England team. If you'd agree, yeah, definitely. So. Do you want to just give me give me your midfield midfield four with the four four two? Yeah, so I'm gonna go for a four four midfield, a left mid, a right mid, uh, an attacking centre mid, and a defensive centre mid. My four will be Grealish, Henderson, Foden, and Rashford. 
Rashford, I, oh my goodness, that is, that's quite different. So I'm going for midfield three, um, big up the four through three. I think it just suits the players that England have. And I'm going for Rice, Grealish and Mount. So there's only one agreement there in, in Grealish. You did say him as well, didn't you? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So should we start, start with him? He's been an incredible player this season. I think that people don't realise, he's taught, he's hyped up a lot and he's rated fairly. But the number of chances he's created this season is ridiculous. He's created 14 big chances, gets loads of goals or a good a good number of goals, assists, obviously, as well. And for me, that's just what you want from your attacking midfielder is, is chances created. And when if Harry Kane up top, he's going to get some assists. Well, I would play Grealish as a left mid or a right mid because Grealish and Aston Villa's team, yes, he's been playing a bit central attacking midfielder. He's also been playing Morley on the wing as a left winger or a right winger. And I feel like he might thrive more in that position because he can cut in. Obviously, he's had a couple of good goals cutting on his right foot, bending them to the corner. And I feel like he might be favoured in that position because he plays better. Yeah, I think even if he played sort of a more attacking midfielder, central attacking midfielder, I don't think anyone's going to tell Jack Grealish that he has to stay banged down the middle of the park. I, <laughs> you know, I don't think they're going to not let him roam out to the sides if he wants to, because he knows how to create a chance. So on to then the defensive midfield. I'm glad that you are in agreement with me that this very attacking England midfield does need a central midfielder. You've gone for Henderson. Why? Because last season at Liverpool, Henderson was brilliant. He, he was running the midfield he was he was very underrated you wouldn't see him much you wouldn't notice him but he's there he's collecting the ball he's he's the piece of the puzzle he moves the ball around the cdm i feel like is one of the most important places in a team especially in a passing team because they they control the play they control the from the attack to from the defender to the attack they're, they're the heart of the team and i feel like henderson Loads of experience playing for England. He's been brilliant for Liverpool. And I just hope he's fit for the Euros. And I, I think he'll be the starting eleven. OK. Um, I've gone for Declan Rice, who's having... He's really highly rated and fairly so. Um, he's got more appearances in the Premier League than Henderson this year. And for me, defensive-wise, which is what really counts, he... Um, I think that he's just been the better player. He has more interceptions, more tackles, much more tackles. Um, quick comparison here, 24 to 55 tackles in Rice's favour. That is a ridiculous number. Tackles won, 15 to 34 in Rice's favour. More clearances, headed clearances, aerial battles won. In these defensive stats, he has just been a better player. He's making more tackles in, okay, he has eight more games, but that's not a exactly. drastic difference. It's not a drastic difference. Mm, it is, but also I think Henderson's come off the bench quite a lot because of his injury. He's been on and off. So I don't think he's been playing that many full games. But, yeah, the stats stats don't lie. Stats don't lie, no. And I'm, I'm a big fan of stats. I know that not everyone is, and that's very much fair enough. But for me, yeah, as I say, he's just got more... He's... He's had a better defensive season. Capabilities. Yeah, defensive capabilities. He's had a better season and he's going to be confident. He's played play brilliantly. And, you know, he was playing last night for Albania. He had a good match. 
and for me, I just think that he's going to be able to do the business. He's going to be young and energetic and passionate and making tackles. I can see him having a really great tournament. And I understand why he'd go for Henderson um, because of that experience. And obviously he has massive ability. Um, but I don't think, again, I don't think we're going to swing each other on this one. <laughs> and then your other two midfielders. Shoot. So... I'm very torn for the attacking midfielder between Mount and Foden. Both of them are young, both of them are brilliant, both have been playing very well in the Premier League. But I'm leaning towards Foden just because I've seen yes, I'm biased, <laughs> but I've also seen Foden play a lot more because obviously I watch Manchester City games. So I know how he plays. He's very attacking. He's also a utility player. He could play, he can even play on the wing. He can he can either play as a a centre forward, he's played like that for City. I feel, yes, he's very young, he's not experienced, which goes against what I've said in the past. But I don't feel Mount isn't also very experienced. Madison, either option, isn't very experienced. So I think that midfield is going to be quite fresh and quite new. And I feel like Foden might be the best option on three of them. I, yeah, I totally understand. I looked at Foden as well. He's had an amazing season. I don't think people realise how many games he's played. I think he's got the same amount of appearances this season as Grealish, and he's got similar amount of goals and assists. The reason that he's not in my team is because Grealish got the sort of attacking midfielder role um, just because he creates so many chances, and which is what you need. This team, you can't see it lacking goals um, if Harry Kane's fit, and even if he's not, they've got two or three other backup strikers. The reason he's not in, because I was looking for another central midfielder, and I decided that I thought Mount would go in there well, because Mount is, he's having a brilliant season as well. But the reason I've picked him over phone is he's been a really complete player. He's getting goals, he's getting assists, and he's creating chances. Not so many as, as Foden does, really, but he's creating a lot of tackles, and I can just see him, and Foden will do this as well, but I think that Mount will do it better, is he'll get back, he'll make tackles, and he'll work as a centre mid to sort of run the play. Hmm, that's, that's true. I feel Mount, yeah, probably is more as a, a centre midfielder than a centre attack midfielder, like Foden, you say. But Foden has the intensities. He's always given, he's a pressure, he pressures the defenders. He's, I feel like he has a lot of energy. And I feel, because obviously in my team, he's the centre attack midfielder and Grealish is more of a, a winger kind of style play. And that's why I favour him over Mount and yeah. Madison. Also, Madison... Madison, I don't feel like he has the stats as much as the other three midfielders. He isn't scoring and creating as much as many assists as the other three. So that's why I've chosen Foden. Yeah, I think that the reason we've got that difference is because we are between Mount and Foden now is we're looking for different players in the sort of the roles that we have. And I agree with you, Madison. An amazing amount of goals this season. That has to be said that he's really banging the goals. But again, I think it was just the role that I was looking at was not someone who's creating loads of goals um, or scoring loads of goals, more someone who will create chances or be defensive or just be mixed. And that's what I feel I've got in Grealish, Rice and Mount. So I think we've got a fairly, a fairly similar midfield and I think both would work well and it's just quite simply different systems. Well, I still have a right mid to choose. Oh, you've got one more, don't you? Yeah, and... Um... I, this is also very torn because obviously 
You have two two here that could play. You have three, but I'm choosing between Sancho and Rashford, and I've, I'm leaning towards Rashford because he's played more than Sancho, and Sancho hasn't had the greatest this season. I don't think he had he got his first assist for four or five months. In oh, the but he's, yeah, for that's... for for a right mid or a central attacking midfielder, that is a not a good stat to have. You should be get creating loads of chances, getting loads of assists, and to get none in a couple of months is not very good. And then Rashford, I know he hasn't been the most consistent this season, but he is very underrated as a player. I saw a stat for his first 127 games, he had more goals than Ronaldo. He had a couple of assists less, but I'm pretty sure he had more goal uh, goal involvements than Ronaldo's first 127 games. And people need... I think Rashford is... You obviously say he's underrated. I, I was going to say... Like slightly I underrated. I, I, I told you this, that I, I, I felt that he was. And you you scoffed at me. And look, I've, look at that. But yeah, Jadon Sancho, he did have a slow start. He's now on nine assists. I'm just, if you heard me typing, I'm, I'm looking at the Bundesliga stats. He's on five assists and um, I'm just scrolling through the goals. Okay, he's not had so many goals. Five assists and six goals. Was it five assists or nine assists? He's had a lot similar, fairly similar stats to people like Rashford and, um, and Sterling. But I agree with you, Rashford is a brilliant player and he is in my team. That's coming up later. And I agree that his footballing ability it isn't even talked about now because he's been at such a high level for for so long and he deserves a place in his England team and everything for everything he provides to the team. And if he can keep up the consistency, he'll have an amazing career. Yes. But um so yeah, I, I don't have I don't have anyone to replace Rashford and I think both of our midfields are, are good options and as I said earlier, just different systems. Very different. Okay, up front, someone's got to score the goals in this team. And I think that the attack for England is something, uh, not choose itself, but, you know, there are players there that are going to be starting. And one of the which, which I think should be starting, is I agree with you, I just touched on Rashford, play him on one of the wings. And for all the reasons you say, um, he's not had an on-fire season, but he's had really, really decent, a decent season. He's got uh, 15 goals and assists at least this year. Uh, I think it probably is just 15. Um, and he, I see him as pretty much the best option uh, to fill that wing wing role. And I'm sure that he'll do great in the tournament. So for the other two attackers, are you playing two strikers with your 4-4-2? Uh, yes, I, I am playing two strikers. This is an, it's an odd, odd choice of strikers, but uh, they have both played in these positions. For one, I'm going for Kane and Sterling. Sterling obviously is not a traditional striker, he's more of a winger, but he has played up front before. I'm pretty sure he played as a strike partner to Kane in many of the World Cup games in 2018. And I feel like he could he can play there as like a partner to Kane as a creator. Yeah, I um I unsurprisingly agree with you on that, on that those other two attacking players. I think Kane probably is the only person in this team who's guaranteed to start if he's fit. Uh, yeah. An amazing, amazing season. Um, you don't need to talk about him. He's he's incredible. But Sterling, I have him on the other wing and he's created similar numbers to Rashford and creates good chances. The other person I'm thinking I could suggest is 
if you're playing two strikers, and I thought about sort of slipping him into my team somewhere, but uh, well, he just didn't really didn't really fit. I thought maybe at wing, but you you talked me out of it. Is Jamie Vardy? Um, he has twelve goals, seven assists, and eight big chances created this season. They are all more than Sterling. Sterling has got less stats in all those departments. True, but Vardy is playing as a as a lone striker a lot of the time for. Leicester, Leicester traditionally, I think they play a full five-one or a, they don't. They normally play one up front, and I feel like that's why Vardy's getting more assists. Obviously, Sterling hasn't been playing as a striker for City. He has played a couple of times as like a a deep forward because of the injuries we had up front at the start of the season. But I feel like Vardy, Vardy is very, very good. He's a very good striker for Leicester because. He's there just to pick up anything, but put him ball in the box. He's he's similar to Kane. He's he gets the ball and he shoots. He's a target man, and I don't feel like Sterling would play like that as a striker. He'd play more as a support role. Um, he's very good at getting into pockets of space. He can either drift out wide a bit, put balls in. He's very good at that. Sterling. He's quite quick on his feet. Obviously, he's got a good touch. He can dribble very well, and that's why I think he'd be better as a strike partner to Kane because they're kind of opposites. They're not very similar. Kane yeah. is more of a picks up the ball, hold up play. Sterling can run a bit, then he can pass. Obviously, his finishing is not great, but as we saw a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> but <laughs> Kane's finishing is brilliant, and I feel like they could have a very good link-up play. Yeah, I can see I can see what you're saying, and, and I feel the same way with playing Sterling as a winger and... Kane as a strike force is that they will complement each other really well. And you can imagine Kane, could Kane get high score at the Euros? He could. It's very possible with his 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 scoring records. And even assists, he's got the most assists this season in the Premier League and the most goals. Yeah. So I think the uh the attack has sort of decided decided itself. And so to finish, uh should we do a quick run through of our teams because we've sort of jumbled through and I hope it's been uh, coherent and entertaining. But you're starting 11 in a 4-4-2. Uh, goalkeeper, Pope. At left-back, I have Luke Shaw. At two centre-backs, Stones and Maguire. I have Walker, right-back. At left-mid, I'm playing Grealish. And my two midfielders are Foden and Henderson. And on the right-mid, I'm playing Rashford. And then up front, I've got Kane and Sterling. And then similarly, but not exactly the same, I've got a 4-3-3 going to the left to right. Pope, Shaw, Maguire, Stones, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mount, Grealish, Rice, Rashford, Sterling and Kane. Although obviously Kane's a striker. So that concludes episode four of the Casual Footy Fans podcast and we really hope you enjoyed it. So let us know. You've heard our starting England 11. What are yours? Let us know on the casual footy fans podcast underscore. We've got lots more content coming out. So check us out on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And let us know what you think on the casual footy fans podcast underscore.